Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. This morning, I would like to continue to talk about one of the keys to connect to heaven. You remember at the Jordan River. When Jesus came out from the river, the Bible say that God tore open the heaven, and there is a connection between heaven and on earth, and that door is still open today. I like what Jesus teaches us to pray. He say that pray this way: Your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth. As it is in heaven, so as believers, we need to learn how to bring heaven into our life, how to connect to heaven. And there are many keys that we're going to learn how to open the door of heaven and have heavens in our home, heaven in our physical life, in our business, in our ministry, in our going and coming. I taught. This key is two times already, and the key is praise and worship. Praise and worship. The Bible says that God enthrones or God shows up when His people worship Him. We're going to learn in detail how to worship the Lord, how to praise the Lord together, and maybe the next one, the next lesson, we're going to learn the benefits of worship. We're going to look through the scripture today. I will read many, many scriptures. If you can just open your ear and hear the scripture, mostly what I talk today will be scriptures, not my own words. Okay, so we're going to learn how to praise and worship. But first of all, I want to say this way: praise and worship is not only Sunday. Praise and worship is not only in the small care group or Bible study group or revival service. Praise and worship is our daily life, our attitudes, our way of talking, our facial expression, the way we respond to people, the decision we make, the way we live, the way we talk. Everything in our life, we should praise and worship God. Everything you do, the question is. Will people around you see that you lift God up in your life, and they will see that Wow, God is good. When I look at this guy, when I look look at this woman, Wow, God must be good. People praise God because they see your lifestyle, your attitude, the way you live, the way you talk, the way you respond to the situation. Praise and worship is twenty four seven. It's not just Sunday service. Sometimes I've seen some Christian in churches when they come to praise and worship, they hallelujah, oh the dance, the worship. But at the end of the worship, they walk out, they have their long face, mad, mad at the person sit next to them, mad at their wife, and yell at their wife and their kids and look terrible. And I was thinking at that time I was a new believer. I was thinking. 
What are you doing here? You just hallelujah and love God and just sing to God. Within one second, you turn around and yell at your wife, and you have a long face and look unhappy and have problem with the neighbor that sit next close to you instead of loving them. You see, that is not worship. That is a religious thing. It's a ritual ceremony to tell God, "I love you." Just half an hour on Sunday. Worship is a lifestyle. John chapter four, twenty-three to twenty-four. Yet a time is coming, and has now come, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. How many people want God to seek you, to look for you? I like that. I want God to look and say, "I like that. I like that guy. I like that woman." God seeks true worshippers. God is spirit, and His worshippers must worship. In spirit and in truth, when we live our life and live a life of worship and praise God, we need to understand that God is the center of our worship. It's not our own reputation. It's not our own face. How people look at us is all about God. We worship God. We want God to look good. We want God to be honored through our life. And God say, "I want to find people who really." Worship me in spirit. Spirit is the deepest part of our life. Everything come out from our spirit, from the spirit, and in the truth. The truth means sincerity and the biblical truth. We're gonna go through biblical truth how to worship the Lord together. And when we worship God, we need to understand that He is holy, He is mighty, He is righteous, He is perfect. So when we come to Him, we need to fear Him, and we need to have a repentant heart and say, "God, if I'm wrong, could you please forgive me?" A while ago, when we have communion, I say, "God, I may have sinned against You many things that I know and I don't know. I may ignorantly sin against You. Could you please forgive me? Could you please show me? I don't want to sin against You anymore. I want to have the right heart. Worship start from the spirit, from the heart here." The book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, verses 31 to 34. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they broke my covenant. Though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is. The covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time declares the Lord. This is a covenant He make with the church today. We are in the end time church, so this is the covenant. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. We worship God out of relationship. You are my God. I am your sheep. I am your people. No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother, saying, "Know the Lord," because they will all know me. The reason we worship God because we know He is our God. We worship out of relationship, not out of ritual, not out of we have to do, not out of compulsion, but because we appreciate Him, we love Him. He is good to me. He sent Jesus to die for me. He sacrificed. He shed his blood for me. I love him. I want to worship him. 
I appreciate him so much. He's such a good God. I know my God. From the least of them to the greatest, everybody, the kids, the old, the young, the new believers, the old believers, everyone should know their God and should worship God. My job as a pastor is to lead you to God, not to me. Before I die, if I know that you know your God, you love God, and you live your life for God, I'm happy. That's my job, is to lead you to know your God, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. God say that when we come to know God, we need His forgiveness. We need to humble. We need to repent. We should not come to God with a prideful attitude and say, look at me, you're so lucky to have me. No, no, no. We need to be humble and say, God, I depend on your grace. I really love you. I want you to forgive me. We need to worship God with a humble heart and repentant heart. Brothers and sisters, the way of worshiping is to repent, is to get right with God, to make God happy. Again, we worship God from the Spirit here, from the sincerity of our heart. Amen? You can lie to people. You can act You can show off, you can put the mask on, but you cannot lie to God. The question is, when you worship Him, are you sincere? Are you real toward Him? Isaiah 29 verse 13. The Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips. But, listen carefully, their hearts are far from me. You may come to church. Thinking, but at the same time, you think about the movie you watched last night. At the same time, you worry about a cell phone, you want to look at your text message. You worry about the game you want to play. Your heart is far away from Him, yet your body sits in the church. And you even sing along with the word on the screen. But your heart is somewhere else. God said, I know your heart is not with me. So when you want to worship Him, your heart must concentrate on Him. You must focus on Him. You give Him all. Lay aside all the worry. Lay aside all the concern. All the movies. All the shows. Your work. Anything. Just put it away and say, I'm going to focus on you right now. I love you sincerely. I want to honor you sincerely. The worship is made up only of rules taught by men. It's just a ritual. I pray that you all will not worship God by rules only or by traditions or rituals. But you come with the sincerity of your heart and you say, God, I love you. I'm going to focus on you today. When you worship Him, you worship him when you live your life for Him, you focus on Him, not on anything else. Amen? Now, we worship Him sincerely from here. God knows our heart that we are real or not, or we are genuine or not. But not only that, God wants us to worship Him in the truth. Where is the truth? The truth is in the Bible. We need to follow the way of God. So we're going to look through the Scripture together, how we're going to worship God. You need to understand this. Our God is a God of order. He has His own patterns, the pattern of God. Look at the universe Look at the tree, the pattern of the, seed, the tree. When you put the seed on the ground, the seed starts to 
put the root down and grow. Everything is in order. The nature is in order. Look at your body. Everything is in perfect order. You breathe oxygen in. Oxygen go into your lungs. In your nose, there are some hair inside to block the bad stuff, so that the bad stuff will not go into your lungs. God create that hair for you in the nose. You know that. And then your throat go down and go to your lungs, and the lung has cell that absorb oxygen. And from that oxygen, go into your blood, the venous blood, the blue blood, and exchange the carbon dioxide out into your lung again. Get oxygen in, become red blood, and that red blood go into your heart. There is a connection between your heart and your lungs, and then your heart pump the oxygen and the food into your whole body. Everything. Is in order. Keep going and going and going. That's why our body still function. Our God is a God of order. In the same way, when we worship God, we need to worship in His orderly pattern. We don't worship our own way. We have to worship His way. We're going to look in the Scripture together. How Christians, how believers or disciples of Jesus worship God in the truth. The truth is in the Bible. Let's look at this together. We are not worshiping God American style. We are not worshiping God Chinese style, or Thai style, or Spanish style. We are worshiping God biblical style, the way of heaven. Look at Psalm chapter ninety-five, verse one. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Everyone says singing. Psalm 81, verse 1, Sing aloud to God our strength. Make a joyful shout to the God of Jacob. Everyone says singing. Psalm 147, verse 1, Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God. One of the ways to worship is to sing to the Lord. How many people love to sing? I love to sing. I'm not a good singer, but I love to sing. I'm so blessed that many nurses in the operating room at Overlake and Evergreen Hospital are Christians. And they turn on the Christian radio station when I was performing surgery. And I love it. When they turn on Christian song, I just sing along in my heart. And sometimes I sing out loud if the song I know. And sometimes when they don't even turn on the song, I sing too. I just sing while I was performing surgery. Because I love to worship the Lord. I love to sing toward the Lord. Amen? When I was a new believer, I loved to turn on the worship song in my car, in my house. And now I turn more into listening to the teaching. But at that time, I just love to worship. And I look for anointed song. I bought CD. I bought tape. Anointed song that have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And then I turn it on and listen and sing. And I fill my car. I fill my home with the presence of God. Amen. Fill your house with the Christian good anointed worship song. Don't listen to junks. Don't waste your time to listen to bad news. Just fill your house with singing and praising and worshiping. Amen. In your car, in your house, at your workplace. Sinking to the Lord. Not only sinking. Number two, Psalm 47, verse 1. Oh, clap your hands. All you people, shout to God 
with the voice of triumph. Everyone say shout. We can worship God by shouting, not shouting because we get mad. <laughs> shouting because we want to say victory. God is good. Hallelujah. Jesus, we love you. We shout. Have you ever gone to a football game? When people get excited and get victory, what did they do? They shout. They say, hello, hallelujah. They shout because the shouting is a way to show that we have victory. God is so good. We shout, we show excitement. I'm preparing a teaching series. Just start to write right now, only maybe one page. A teaching series to teach in the future. And that series called The Joy of Faith. The Joy of Faith. I learned from the Bible that when you have faith in God, you will rejoice, you will smile, you will laugh, you have peace, and you will have excitement, and you can shout because you have faith. Shouting is a sign of victory and a sign of faith. You know God still sits on the throne. I know God has victory for me. But when you are depressed, when you are sad, and when you say, I don't have strength to say anything, oh, God is good to me. That is not a sign of faith. People who have faith, look at the Old Testament. Everyone who has faith, they sing, they shout in jail. When Paul was singing, they just clap their hand and they just sing and shout and the door of the prison broke open. Because they sing by faith, they shout by faith to the whole prison. Amen. Shouting is a sign of faith. It's a sign of excitement. Psalm 35 verse 27, let them shout for joy, not shout and cry like a sad man. You shout and smile. Everyone shout with me and smile. Hallelujah! hallelujah. Oh, that's nice. Smile too. Don't hallelujah like this. You shout with joy. Amen? One more time. Hallelujah! Psalm 32, verse 11, be glad in the Lord and rejoice. When you come to God, you should smile. Be glad and rejoice. Amen? Sign of faith is joy. When you have faith, you smile, you shout, you righteous and shout for joy. All you upright in heart. Psalm 132, verse 9, let your priests be clothed with righteousness and let your saints shout for joy. Again and again, shout for joy. Psalm 132, verse 16, I will also clothe her priest with salvation, and her saints should shout aloud for joy. How loud are we going to shout in this church? Okay, let's shout very loud right now. Okay, let's say Jesus. One, two, three. Jesus! Oh, the neighbor. And I sent us a letter. This week, it's too loud. Isaiah 12, verse 6. Crying out and shout, O inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. Amen. When you get excited, when you know God is good, you shout, thank God, praise God. You can shout in your house. Your kids can hear from the bedroom above. You shout in your bedroom below, you're on the first floor, and they're on the second floor. You say, hallelujah, and you teach, what happened to my mom? Like that. Psalm 101, make a joyful shout to the Lord. Shout and laugh and smile. Amen. Hallelujah. Not only 
singing, not only shouting. Psalm 47, verse 1 again. Oh, clap your hands. Clapping hands is the way to show that I have victory. I give you honor. Clap your hands. So it's nothing wrong when you sing, you clap your hand at the same time to give honor. When somebody honorable walk into the meeting, what you do? You stand up and you clap your hand to give honor. Psalm 98 verse 8. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord. Everyone say singing. singing. Number two, shouting. For joy. Number three, clap our hands. Number four, Psalm 134, verse 2. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Psalm 141, verse 2. Let my prayer be set before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Psalm 63, verse 4. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Psalm 133 verse 6. I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. It's so important that our outward action show our attitude. I never go to my workplace, either hospital or clinic. With jean, t-shirt. I go to my office with coat, good, nice pant, nice shoes, because when my patient walk in, they can tell whether they can put that trust of their life in my hand or not. If I go into my office with t-shirt and jean, they will think, how can I trust this neurosurgeon to crack up my skull? He's so sloppy. He doesn't honor me at all the way he dressed. I want to tell you right now, this is from my heart. The reason I dress nice every Sunday, I want to tell you. The reason, not because I want to show off that I have clothes, I tell you right now. Number one, because my heart honor God. And when I honor God, my action has to show. I need to dress the way I honor God. That's the first reason. I'm not going to come up here with a bad, with weird hairstyle at 60 years old. With tight jeans, tight clothes, and with t-shirt, and come and preach like a kid. I'm 60-something years old. I need to honor my God the way I am. Number two, no matter what people say, you need to please the kids and dress like them so that they will like you. Wow, this is a kind of new style preacher. I'm not going to do it. Do you know why? I'd rather have these young people follow my good example. That when they grow up, all these youngsters, they grow up, they will see that my pastor, my spiritual father, honor his God. When I grow up, I'm going to dress and behave the way I honor God like my pastor. Can you imagine if I come up with a tight jean at 60 years old and act like a movie star with my hair stick up and come up and look like a movie star, not look like a father? I want to be a father. I don't want to be a movie star up here. How are our kids going to grow up? They're going to look at me and say, when they grow up, 
they're going to act like me. So your outward action show your attitude inside. I will never compromise about this issue to honor God, because I want our young children to learn from the example of the spiritual father. In the same way, our outward action, when we raise our hand, we raise our hand because number one, God, I yield to you. Have you ever seen cowboy movie? I love one cowboy movie named Maverick. I know young people don't know that movie. How many people in the generation of Maverick? Maverick. Oh, I love that movie. When I was young, in a TV show. So when somebody put the gun in the back, whoop! What does it mean? I yield. I yield. I surrender. So when you put your hand up, you say, "I surrender to you. You are my Lord and my Savior." Number two, when you put your hand up, it means, "Help me." You put your hand up. There are two ways. One way is this. This way means I yield, I surrender, and look, examine my hand, examine my heart. I open my heart now. Examine me and. See that I have clean hand. I don't cheat. I don't cheat the taxes of the government. I don't go and do some bad things with my hand. I don't steal stuff from people. And my heart is pure. Look at me, Lord. You can examine me. I'm open my life for you. I'm not coming to God with like this. I'm open. You can see anything in my life because you are my God. I open my hand. Another way to lift hand is this way. You lift up your hand and say, "God, I need your grace. I worship you. Please pour down your blessing, your grace on me, your healing, your provision, your wisdom. I need you. I depend on you." So you lift up your hand two ways, like this and that. So lifting up your hand is to show your attitude of surrender, dependent. You need help. Examine me. If anything wrong in me, correct me right now. If I have a bad attitude, you can tell me right now. I'm gonna repent right now. God, help me. Tell me, I surrender to you. It's a way to show that God is our Almighty. Not only that, you don't worship God this way. God is not in hell. God is in heaven. He's higher than you. You don't worship God this way. God, no. You worship God by looking up to heaven to show that you are the King of all kings. You are higher than me. That action tell what is going on in your heart. Amen. When I watch congregation, I can tell the relationship of people with God. Some people come in with a very critical spirit. Sit there. They don't open their life to God, but some people come and, "Hey, God, deal with me right now. I'm open to you. God, show me what I need to change. You need to show to God, I worship you. Amen. Lift up our hand. Not only that, Psalm 134, verse one: Behold, bless the Lord, all you servant of the Lord, who by night stand in the house of the Lord. Psalm 135, verse one to two. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise Him. Wow, many praises here. <laughs> All you servants of the Lord, you who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God, one way to worship God is to stand up. When we stand up, it shows we honor Him. 
Is that right? Have you ever gone to a big meeting that the president or the CEO walk in? When the president walk in, what do you do? You stand up. Standing up is the way to show God that I honor you. You are the king of all kings. You are my Lord. You are the Lord of my Lord. You are my Savior. I stand to show that you are very important in my life. Amen. You worship God by standing in the house of God. Psalm 95 verse 6. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Sometime when the Holy Spirit moves, we can worship God by kneeling down on the ground to show respect, to show surrendering. We can even come to the ground, your face flat on the ground. You say that, I surrender to you. If you read from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation, so many times, Abraham, Isaac, Daniel, John, Many times, when God shows up, when the angel of the Lord shows up, or when theophany, when Jesus comes in the form of a human in that generation, we call theophany. Jesus shows up in the form of a man in that generation. Or when John, the apostle, met the Lord Jesus on the island of Patmos. Every time God shows up in the Bible, all these people on the ground. They prostrate down to the ground because God is so big. They surrender to God. This is a good culture to do. A culture of honoring God in worshiping Him. Amen? And I want that culture, biblical culture in our church, that we are willing to kneel down, stand up, lift our hand, or go down to the floor and say, God, you are my God. I repent of my sin. You can deal with me. I surrender to you. Psalm 145, verse 21. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise His holy name for ever and ever. One way to praise God is to use our mouth to speak good things about God. Amen? Watch your mouth. What do you say? Do you say good things about God? Or you make God look bad. You worship God with your mouth. What you speak with your words every single day. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. God, you love me. You're so merciful. You're wonderful. You're so big. You, you created the heavens and the earth. You speak like that every day. You speak praising and worshiping to the Lord every day. Philippians chapter 2, verse 11. That every tongue, everyone say tongue, shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We use our tongue to speak praises to God every single day. Don't speak negative. Don't complain. Don't uh, speak negative things or defeated things. Just speak positive. Speak the word of the Lord. Speak good things about God. God is good to me. Speak like that every day. God is so wonderful. He is so merciful to me. He is so big. He is powerful. God, speak positive. Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Sometimes, worship includes being quiet. 
being sober, being still. When the Lord shows up and He wants to deal with you, many times when I got touched by the Spirit of God, I am on the floor or I kneel down, and God came to talk to me. He began to show me things. He began to correct me about something in my life that I need to change and adjust. I was still there. I'm quiet and let Him talk. I am at the feet of Jesus and let Him speak to me. I'm not arguing. I'm not talking back. I just stay quiet and let the Lord speak to you. Sometime in the bedroom when I wake up and I begin to read the Bible or pray or worship Him and the Lord come and speak to me. Then I keep my mouth shut. I don't argue and just stay still and listen to the Lord what He is speaking to me. Be still. Be quiet. Be sober is the way to show respect and worship the Lord in a certain situation. Amen? Everyone say, be still. Another one. Psalm 149, verse 3. Let them praise His name with the dance. Let them sing praises to Him with the trimble and harp. We can worship the Lord with dancing as well. You can dance in a Jewish way or Messianic way, or you can dance, whatever you can dance to, not dance to show off your ability. I don't want to have the dance in the flesh around the church to show off that you look at me how I dance. Everything should put focus on God, not on our own dancing, okay? But can we dance? We can jump up and down and we can dance before the Lord. Yes, we can dance before the Lord. Nothing wrong about that. And the Bible talks about that many times. Jeremiah 31 verse 4, again, I will build you and you shall be rebuilt, O virgin of Israel. You shall again be adorned with your tambourines and shall go forth in the dances of those who rejoice. When you rejoice, when you're happy, you get up and dance before the Lord. That's okay. Amen? So our church, sometimes we can dance. I love to go to camp because people come out and dance a lot in the camp. They, they are excited about God. Exodus fifteen twenty. Then Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the trimble in her hand, and all the women went out after her with trimbles and with dancers. Again and again, dancing. It's okay. Second Samuel six fourteen. Second Samuel chapter six verse fourteen. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might. This is the king of the country. The king of the country danced before the citizen. Wow, this man, he went banana for God. He didn't care what other people think about him. And what happened? One of his wife was mad. Wow, this looked very undignified. That lady criticized him that he danced before God. What happened? She became barren. She could not have a baby because she despised God, the action of the man of God who danced before God. You have to be careful. When people worship God, don't criticize them. It's between them and God. Psalm 33, verse 3. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. 
Psalm 40 verse 3. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust the Lord. Psalm 96 verse 1. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Everyone says, sing a new song. What does it mean? It means this way. There are musicians who compose anointed song for us to sing with the melody already, with the word, and then we sing along with this song that in the YouTube already. Everyone knows the song. Shout to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever, we sing all this song. But when the Holy Spirit starts to move in our heart, we can go out from those songs and begin to sing the song from our own heart with our own melody. We just sing in our home, sing in the church. You notice that many times in the church when we worship at the end of singing, the worship team will just play the melody to give you some time to really sing out of your own heart, not on the screen, but form your heart to sing a new song to the Lord. It's good to do that because now that singing is really from you, not from the written word that people wrote the song for you. It's singing from your heart how God is good to you. Amen? So you can sing a new song from your heart. Psalm 150 verses 3 to 5, Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and harp. Praise Him with the trimble and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. First Chronicles chapter 23 verse 5, 4,000 were gatekeepers. And 4,000 praised the Lord with musical instruments, which I made, said David, for giving praise. We can praise God by using musical instruments, piano, drum, guitar, fruit, trumpet. Our church has the attitude this way. We want people to worship God. And we want our members Learn how to worship God. The worship on earth is a rehearsal for the real worship in heaven. If you don't know how to worship God on earth, you're going to get out of place in heaven. You don't know how to worship up there. So you practice, rehearse, worshiping God right now. Okay? And not only that, we want to get people who know, who love to worship and know music and know how to sing, to get involved in the worship team. Definitely, they need to be members. We don't get guests up here because the stage here is honorable place. You need to be committed members. You come up and you can use your ability, talent to worship the Lord. This is not about a music show. This is not the entertainment place. The worship time is not a concert to show off that how good I can play music, how good I can sing, how good I can play drum. It's not about a place of showing off your musical ability. But it is a place to lead the congregation to the throne room of God. Therefore, when you worship up here, you are worshiping. You are not showing your ability how to worship, 
how to play music. You are not trying to show off how good I sing. No, you are worshiping God and lead the congregation to the throne room of God. The purpose of the worship team is not to tickle the ear of the listener or to make people happy with your musical ability. No, is to bring the presence of God into the room, flow with the spirit of God, bring people to meet God in the meeting. It's not a concert. It's the place of worship. It's the place where people will meet God. Amen. So I want to encourage all the worship leaders in this room and all the worship team. Yes, we want to encourage people to come up and get involved. The youngster come up and sing and play drum. But the main issue is not just playing drum or playing guitar. The main purpose. Is that you yourself worship God and you lead them to worship, and the outcome, the final outcome is the presence of God show up, healing happen, deliverance happen, the message will go out and people receive the message. God shows up and set the captive free. People get saved. Good things happen because of the presence of God. Therefore, I beg you, all the worship team. This is not the place of the flesh. This is the place of the spirit. It's not a place of boasting, showing off. It's not a place to fight up here. Who gonna be worship leader? Oh, is my name recognizing this shirt? Am I having the position of worship leader or not? Oh, am I a good pianist or not? Those are the issue of the flesh. No, 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 no. This is the place. Heaven, the spirit. We don't play game up here. It's honorable to be on the stage, and you need to take this seriously, because we are standing before the King of all kings, before the Lord of all lords, and you are ushering the presence of God, not by your flesh, but by your faith, your spirit, that you surrender to God. Amen. So I hope that you understand about. Using musical instrument to worship God. Another one, Psalm 126, verse 2. One way to worship God. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has great things for them. One way to worship God is to laugh. As I mentioned, laugh, laughter is a sign of faith. If you Start to face difficulty and you get depressed, stop right away, right then. Don't get depressed. You begin to sit down, sing song to the Lord, worship God, build your faith, and you begin to laugh. Because laugh is to tell God that, God, you are such a great God. I want to let you know I trust you with all my heart. Lately, I laugh more. Pastor Da can be my witness <laughs> in the home. When we face some conflict, she can hear me laugh. I just, <laughs> I just laugh because I know that my God is going to take care of this. And I, and, and I repent. If I do something wrong, I repent and I laugh. And I say, God, you fix me. I want you to fix me. Amen? Laughter is a sign of faith and how to worship the Lord. Another one is 
in Deuteronomy 12 verses 11 to 12. Then there will be the place where the Lord your God chooses to make His name abide. There you shall bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your heave offerings of your hand, and all your choice offerings which you vow to the Lord. And you shall rejoice. Everyone say rejoice. Before the Lord. You and your sons and your daughters, your male and female servant, and the Levite who is within your gates, since he has no portion nor inheritance with you. Everybody, worship God by rejoicing. Leviticus 23 verse 40, And you shall take for yourself on the first day, the first the fruit of beautiful trees, branches of palm trees, the boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice. Everyone say rejoice. Before the Lord your God for seven days. Can I see you rejoice right now? And can I see you rejoice? Amen. Can this, should this be our lifestyle? Sometime I walk into the care group and somebody sit there. You come late. Sometime I walk into the church, people sit. That is not worship. Worship. When you enter into the house of God, before you go out to work, get to your car, I'm excited today. God going to do great things in me and through me. You smile, you're happy. You rejoice in the Lord your God before His presence. Let us have this culture in this church. You don't walk into the church this way. Another Sunday, I miss my football game. No, you walk in. Oh, I'm happy. I want to get to my seat. I want to worship the Lord. And when people see your face, you smile. You're happy. Amen? You may not understand how powerful worship is. I'm going to tell you how powerful worship is. My wife was told by the gynecologist she's going to have hysterectomy. Because the bleeding never stopped for years and years. We went to a church and we fully worshiped the Lord. We stand and worship and worship. That church loved to worship. So we worship. And when the pastor come up to the microphone, he say, if you are sick, God is going to heal you right now. Suddenly, she felt the presence of God soak into her body and she got totally healed. She did not need hysterectomy, and we have another baby named Joy, and then another baby named Paul. I just got Facebook and email from two person. This one person divorced her husband because they fight and fight and fight, and they lost all the money into debt. They came to our revival service in Thailand. 
they worshipped the Lord. The presence of God was so strong. Right after that, they got back. They reconciled. The husband got the good job. The debt is being paid off right now. Another lady was sick. She came and she worshipped and worshipped and got into the presence of God. She wrote email to the church and I read that email. All the sicknesses she had got totally healed. Now she's healthy. Some people have this attitude. I wait until the worship is done and I will show up and listen to the good teaching. No. Worship is the one of the most important parts of the church service. You're going to get your miracle during worship too, not just the preaching time. Amen? Are you ready to worship? Let us worship. Let us practice what we learned today. Okay? The worship team come back up. We're going to worship the Lord. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Oh, Thursday.